I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. It's a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name's Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. Where did you go this summer? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I do not remember. I kept checking the feed. <laughs> podcast wasn't getting released. You're only releasing podcasts on movies for old people. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The original Jurassic Park and The Godfather. <laughs> in 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 our defense, uh, my whole family got the COVID, and so we were out for weeks from that. But yeah, it feels like this summer has been a like a, a big pause, and I'm really excited to get back to things. It. We needed a pause. Sometimes you just need a summer reset. Yep. And sometimes the universe forces you into a summer reset. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you're working way too much. I think nines always believe that the universe is telling them that they need a reset. Am I wrong? Um, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> when is the universe not saying, hey, you know what? You could probably uh, you could take a break today. I, I want to say that it's when I have too much other stuff to do, but that's not even true. <laughs> so <laughs> I always want a nap. That's, that's how it is. Always want a nap. It's a good bumper sticker. Well, for those of you who are paying attention, you saw that this time we were talking about money. We've been excited to talk about this for a year. Yeah. The overlap of money in the Enneagram is super clean. Money is emotional and it exposes motive. Mm -hmm. And you could talk for days, I bet, about money and the Enneagram. And it's it's what the it's the the number one issue in relationships. It is more divorces caused by money issues than anything else. I've so I've heard two things actually. It's either money or it's after the birth of your second child mm. that most couples have their hardest time. Hmm. So sure. one of those two things, you're, you have money issues or second child end up being the things that are really the points of real stress that you need to just be aware of. Sure. And I, I, I would wonder also how many of those after the second child people, it, it, it's also because of money because, yeah. you know, kids are expensive. I hear, yeah. I hear this is the case. <laughs> I'm staring two college educations in the face here Oof. in coming years. I'm really excited to keep kicking that can down the road. <laughs> my oh, I, my oldest wants to go to a school that I kid you not is a quarter million dollars for a four year degree. That's nuts. That's it's that's, nuts. That's nuts. Uh, ah. Get those SET scores up, buddy. Right. <laughs> well, in normal times, money and stress go hand in hand for most of us. Right. But recently, there's been some stuff. Apparently, there's wars that are causing gas prices to spike and, you know, supply chain issues that cause inflation. And for many of us, you know, that what the housing costs are obscene. 
And all of this on on the heels of a pandemic where there was a tremendous amount of job upheaval and spending habit changes and income changes and all kinds of stuff. I did hear that inflation had hit zero recently. And I also heard, I suppose, that gas prices are under four now. Yeah. So in theory, in theory, we, we may be on the downslope. But it's still the case that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, money and your motive are going to go together. And so that's what we're talking about today. Right. A couple things I want to hit before we get into this is just some announcements. TJ and I meet online every other Sunday right now. Super easy to get connected with us. Yep. If you go to our website, aroundthecircle.org, just look for our online events. Every other Sunday night, the two of us and 20 to 40 people get together and we just talk through a topic and it has been fantastic. So if you would be interested in something like this, if you haven't gotten a chance to talk about Enneagram with others, um, this has been really, really valuable to me. And I know it's been valuable to those who have shown up regularly because they keep coming back apparently. Right. <laughs> and we would love to have you. So roundthecircle.org, just find our online events. You have to scroll down on the homepage and, and you'll see it. The second is we are doing an epic event in February. We are going to be talking about stress and security. Uh, we're going to do a deep dive into those two topics. If you have an interest in gathering with, you know, about 150 people and being a part of something special, that's going to be the first weekend in February. I want to say it's the 6th or 7th, but tickets are available Again, on our website, roundthecircle.org, and we would love to have you. And that's what I got. So you ready to get into money? Great. Uh, I do want to say something about money. So if you have if you have any pre-thoughts about money, I'll let you go first. I got lots of pre-thoughts on money. Great. A couple thoughts on money. This is not intuitive, I think, but one of the first things that I think about with money as a philosopher is that money doesn't have any inherent value Money is always a tool. Right. It's a tool by which you get something else. Right. If you're stuck on a desert island, money is useless. Mm -hmm. Money is a currency for exchange. And it's worth just noting that because you need to name things that have power and what they actually are in your life. And so I think that's just super important as we start to just remind yourself money is a tool. What's your thought about money? The way that our ancestors have handled money have an impact on how we handle money, not yep. only in literally how much money we might have when we enter the world, but also in our understanding of how to deal with money. My, my spouse comes from a family that was very good about understanding what money is and for and is for and how to plan, and, and she has great boundaries and habits around how to spend. And I did not learn any of that from my parents. So I, I had to learn all of that as an adult. So everything that we have to say, we, we have to remember that, that how we learned is going to have an impact on our actual behavior, but, but the motive, the way that, that our type influences how we view and, and make decisions about money, that, that's what we want to talk about. Yep. Yeah, you and I are going to come from very different spots. Oh, yeah. Um, nearly every conversation I had with my mother's dad was about finance, and he was a businessman. And like my, nearly all of my financial education outside of books is just from sitting with my Papa Tom. Sure. And talking about stuff. And that was just a common topic. That'll be interesting. I hadn't thought about that. 
to piggyback on that money, I suppose my second thought would be money has incredible emotional power. We already talked about divorce on this front, Mm -hmm. but if you really want to make somebody angry, screw with their salary, you know, or, you know, mess with their assets, tell them that such and such, you know, you won't be able to afford this thing that you want, or you're going into debt and you need to figure this out. You know, I'm watching the bear. Have you seen the bear? I have not. I've been told to, but I haven't seen it yet. Incredible. Long story short, a uh, very talented chef takes over the family restaurant uh, that had been being run by his twin brother who committed suicide. Mm-hmm. He shows up and all the finances are a mess and sure. they really leverage the financial stress to show how uh, his inner life is just you know chaotic and yeah. long story short, everyone knows what that would feel like. You know, if you're handed hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and you're like, man, I've got got no clue how we're paying this off. Right. I suppose on the flip side, if you're handed a huge raise tomorrow, your emotional life is affected. And if just money has the power to move your insides in ways that few things do. Right. Worth naming that we engage money both in stress and we engage money in security. There are, I, I would not be surprised if a lot of divorces also happened when there's a huge rush of new finances, sure. you know, yeah. you hit the lottery and now there's options right. and, and now you hit your security number and now what are you going to do? Money says, Hey, I can do whatever I want now. That's it. So we're going to talk about both stress and how do you manage stress with finances? And we're going to talk about security. And eventually, we'll also talk about problem solving and how our type problem solves. Yeah. Uh, lastly, just on that front, is money ex- it matters because it exposes our motive. In fact, it shows perhaps better than anything else if we're healthy or unhealthy because money has that kind of power. Your finances, how you're wrestling with finances will showcase, and you can understand, am I in a healthy spot or an unhealthy spot? Because all of us will have seasons of lack and all of us will hopefully experience seasons of plenty. How do you navigate those waters given your type? Right, right. And yeah, every type won't respond the same in, in lack or in plenty because it comes from our motive, but but our health and combined with our motive will have a, a huge impact on how we respond in those scenarios. That's why I got on money. You got any other thoughts? I did want to make a quick note about uh, while I was doing study for this, it it became more and more clear to me that it as I see things, as I understand things, it seems like our, our coping style is actually a significant factor in a lot yep. of what we're going to talk about. We're going to focus on coping style later on in this series, but I, I, I think that that has a, had it, it, the thumbprint of our, of our coping style plays a big role in, in how our motive gets activated when it comes to money. I agree. So, it will be the case. I'm trying to save that to the end, but I imagine it's going to find its way, especially into this it's, conversation. Yeah, it's going to come out. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about stress. We have talked about this extensively in the past. If you uh, just look up our podcast on stress in our catalog, you'll see interviews with Suzanne Stabile, yeah. and we, we go in depth into the low side and high side of stress. This is one of the most important and 
dare I say, I hate it when people say this, but I'm going to. This is one of the more life-changing bits of information that you can come across yeah. is that when you're in stress, there is a place to go low. And we know what that feels like when, when our life is falling apart and we exhibit the worst elements of our stress number. There is another road, and the other road is high when you embrace the virtues of your stress number. There's actually tons of resources to pull from there. And if you can get your mind around what the high side of your stress number looks like and the tools available to you there, that is one of the true keys to just living well if you get into this material. I'd even say tools for survival are available there. Some of us can find those intuitively and the rest of us hate you because you just got there on your own apparently. <laughs> but for for those of us who just need to work and need something, we need a life raft to grab hold of. Hopefully, TJ and I can talk through the map of trying to find that spot. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about each of our numbers. When we come to money, what it looks like to get unhealthy, what it looks like to go into our stress number with finances, and how do you go high so that you can you can navigate these problems well. So you ready to go? Let's do it. I wanted to start with sevens. I'm skipping the dice today. Okay. I just want to jump into sevens partially because I think that the the image of finances and sevenness really can elevate some of the how this works in our type. So mm, sure. Sevens, like sixes and fives, have a relationship with money and it's about security. Yeah. All of the types aim at something. Eights, nines, and ones aim at control. Twos, threes, and fours aim at attention. Five, sixes, and sevens want security. And money is always a means propelling what we aim at. And we'll see it in all the numbers. Yeah. So for sevens, money is going to provide opportunities. Right. It's a doorway to the security they're looking for. Full bank account means you got options. Right. TJ, what does an empty bank account mean for a seven? Looks, it looks like being stuck. It looks like not having options. <laughs> or, or potentially an opportunity for creativity and how to yeah. get out of being stuck. Entirely right. And unfortunately, you're going to bring up coping style at that point. <laughs> I'm not in a bad spot. It's fine. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Look where else we could go. Yeah. Sevens, when solving problems, will commonly spend things optimistically. And we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. Right. Say it's the case that you find you hit, like you already mortgaged the house and you sold the dog and you got 12 medical bills as a seven. Then you're moving into stress. Oh, yeah. And you're picking up tools at one. One of the things that's really important, I realize, by the way, if you're new to Enneagram, I'm, I'm, I am using some insider language with stress numbers. Stress numbers are, one, are the tools of our type. And they have their own elements. And as we talk through sevens moving to one, you're going to hear some of the elements of one and how sevens can kind of grab a hold of them, use them for good, use them for ill. Um, but they're there. So one of the big things that commonly is neglected when talking about our stress number is we embrace the stance of our stress number. Mm. So sevens are aggressive normally. They're right. assertive. They're feeling repressed. They're going, they're moving, but that tool doesn't work. When you, when you go to stress, you start grabbing hold of other tools. Right. And at one, you're going to become reactive. Right. Fours and nines, when they move to stress, are also reactive. 
But for sevens, grabbing hold of order at one is the move. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been on the binge. I've been going, 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 going. Something crashed. I move into stress, and I suddenly realize I need to get all of this organized. That's what I got. You got any thoughts on that? <laughs> There's a sort of uh, absence of concern about money for sevens which which becomes this interesting compounding problem and and as they as they move in unhealthy ways toward that stressful place like as that like that lack of concern defeats itself by by not paying attention to what you're doing with your money and 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 moving into that space of of stress into that space of one like now you have to start paying attention to the rules. You have to start like figuring out what is the right thing to do here. What, what is not just about ordering your, your finances, but it's also about like, what, what do I have to do to improve my own perspective on how to, to spend money? Yep. One of the real keys for sevens, you will know you're moving into stress when you start focusing on the present. Mm. You have been future focused this whole time. And what's right. the next thing? What's the next thing? When you're in stress, everything is going to slow down and you're going to be in the moment because something's going to hit you right? or is hitting you and you need to move against it right now. Right. At the low side of one, the things that come out for me is that sevens may become self-critical. Mm-hmm. They might get really condemnatory towards all of their missteps like yep. one might. Yep. They may also start spilling blame out at others for their predicament, you know, and they might get very legalistic in their reasoning. Right, right. And these are clues that you're in stress. Right. Yeah, The um, there's, there's a space where... They, it can almost like like bounce back and forth between stress and excess where where sevens like hit that place of of like realizing the position that they're in and and sort of like beginning to almost beat themselves up about how they got there which mm-hmm. pushes them to try and run away from that which creates more problems which pushes them back into and like you can you can easily enter this sort of vicious cycle of running away from beating yourself up over making bad decisions by making more bad decisions yeah yeah Uh, and and this is i mean this is the seat of addiction like this is this is where gamblers live and um the like the, the this becomes this this damaging cycle of of not having any control over your behavior on the high side of one, and so where is the hope in that situation? On the high side of one, there are tools for sevens in that posture. Right. Having grown up, grown up, having spent five years in a house with my stepfather, who is a seven, and my mom, who's a nine, I've gotten a chance to see a seven in stress. And one of the things that actually helps is he was reacting to my mom's anger. Mm-hmm. And the sevens who begin to care about other people and react to the energies and needs of other people will actually engage some of their repressed center there yeah, and get in touch with the, the feelings of others and perhaps even their own feelings. Because when you crash, sometimes it forces you 
to deal with the the crappy stuff. Right. This is a great good that should not be discounted for the seven. High side of one for the seven means I get reactive towards others. It can mean that in that reactive posture, you say, I need to get my life in order Mm -hmm. and get some systems. There is a right and a wrong way to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That black and white thinking isn't always the best move, but for sevens in that posture, it can be fantastic. Right. It'll get you where you need to go to get you back to center at least. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, And that's often, black and white thinking is often infantile actually, Mm -hmm. but it's, when you engage black and white thinking that it's to get you your first steps. That's why it's infantile. It's let me teach you how to walk again, kid. Right. It's that tool for survival. Yeah. Yeah. And so it can be quite helpful. Right. Um, The thing that sevens are clearly going to have at one is that they can begin being reactive to their finances with a brilliant eye towards how do I get out of this? Mm Mm-hmm. And the creativity available to sevens as they push into order, as they push into where's the light at the end of the tunnel, that can that can give them energy, focus, context, and move them back to center, which is actually the target. The target, TJ and I have said this a handful of times in the past, but the target is not your security number. The target is being your best, healthiest self in your type. Mm-hmm. So being being sevens in their virtuous state is actually what you're aiming for. Right. And that will actually move you into those spaces. Right. I I think one other um, specific tool that is available at one is conviction. Ooh. Um, So it, it, on, on the unhealthy side, it looks like self-criticism on the healthy side. It looks like I have to finish this project. I have to do this hard work in order to get to where I want to be. Yep. And, and I, and like committing to, doing it start to finish. Yeah. One of the more heroic things that I've seen was a friend of mine who is a seven who got a terminal diagnosis and his wife left him in the same year and she left him with tons of debt, like six figures worth of debt. And he systematically knocked that sucker out over the course of two or three years. Right. A lot of energy ended up elevating in the way that you're saying. Truly praiseworthy posture. And actually, and we'll talk about this in the future at some point, but the heroic side of our type often comes out at the high side of our stress number. Right. Like you might, it, nobody enjoys that. Nobody enjoys being in stress, but you at your best, like you at your most praiseworthy self is, looks like you elevating with your character at the high side of your stress number. Yep. That's a hard word, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yes. One thing that I also wanted to emphasize here is that if, if you just need a target is there are two lists in the Enneagram. One is the holy ideas and one is the virtues. And we will routinely kind of bring these into our conversations, but they're really worth noting here in terms of the, your stress number. So for ones, the holy idea for ones is holy order. That is there is something about the universe that is ordering things and you don't have to fix everything. For in our tradition, there is a God who cares about you and the universe and everything in it and its story moving forward and trusting that that story has purpose and beauty and that there is meaning behind even the darkest things really matters. And it especially matters for ones who, to get their minds around. But sevens in stress can grab hold of that. Right. 
and also embrace the idea that there is an order to be found here, even in the darkest places. And that's a real anchor. Yeah. Um, I'll bring up the virtue in a second, but you got thoughts on holy yeah. order? This, this stress serves a purpose and it, it's, it's not, it's not useless and it's not something that to be escaped. There's something to be learned here at, because this is this there, there's an order to the universe. There's meaning behind this. Yeah. yeah. Second list is the virtues and the virtue for ones is serenity. When ones embrace the fact that they don't have to fix everything, the result is a virtue. And it's a it's it's almost a grace that they experience and it's the feeling of being serene that like like because everything is ordered, I can actually enjoy the life that I have. That's easy for a lot of other numbers, not easy for ones. And not easy for sevens either. Because there's like we talk about monkey mind with sevens and and when when all of that planning and scheming and and looking to the next possibility when when that moves you into unhealth and excess and and spins out into stress, then like the, the tool you have available, one of the tools you have available to you at one is this this serenity, this this calm that this this being at peace with the universe, kind of like it, I I think it's tied to that idea of of holy order, the, of of just sort of accepting that that yep. where you are has a purpose and you are where you're supposed to be. Yep. For sevens, there's something about being present, and you can access that at one. You push into that. In fact, even, and we'll, we've talked about this extensively with Suzanne Stabile in our stress podcast, but even going into your tools of your stress number when you're centered and not stressed can be incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. And for sevens to get present, they have access to that, and it's in the, the tools at one. Right. And serenity of being present, finding the order, the holy, what is it? Um, the heart's message for sevens is that your needs will be taken care of. And there's something about that message that the heart of a seven needs. And mm-hmm. you'll see the overlap with God is ordering all things. Right. And the virtue of, of embracing that is serenity. All those are accessible for sevens on the high side. Right. Last word on sevens. I got nothing to add. Eights. Where sevens and their relationship to money is about security, eights relationship with money is going to be about control. Avoiding vulnerability will be primary for eights. Eights have an intuitive sense that they are fragile. Perhaps more than any other number, they come to the world knowing that they could break, and that's why they need some strength, need to push out. Right. Full bank account for an eight means I have agency. Low bank account means... You might get hurt. Right, right. You are not in control anymore. Some of you who are really into personal finance will have listened to Dave Ramsey. This is an eight who gets on the radio every single day, and nearly everything the man says comes out of the heart of an eight. (laughs) You should not be in debt. You should flee from debt. And the reason is you are controlled by these faceless institutions that do not have your best interest in mind. Right. And he'll be citing the Bible about, like, what is it? The, the borrower is slave to the lender is something he <laughs> recites daily. And it's just flowing from his aggressive, you aren't going to control me posture. Yeah. I, I've, I think that this is wonderful to listen to myself. It gets me hyped up. 
Um, but this would be eights wrestling with financial insecurity may be very aware that they can get hurt. Right. For, for most eights, I'd guess, their financial status is both a tool and a vessel for control. So this, this, is a, this is something that I personally can have total control over. This is a space where I can have complete control over something in my life. Yep. So it's a vessel in that way. But it's also a tool to enact control over other spaces. Yep. And, and I, I, I think that, like, eights are going to see it. That they may not articulate it that way, but I, I think that a lot of eights behave in that, that way of, of using money both as a tool and a space where they can exert control. Yeah. Eights that are well off, and we'll talk about this next time, the security move invites them into spaces of lust and really pushing towards, you know, engaging the the, the riches that are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I hear kind of in your language. And and uh, I I want to be able to spend my money on whatever I want. Nobody yeah. else can tell me what I can spend my money oh, on. Oh, I see. Yep, yep. This is worth noting for all of the types how much money is l- like almost part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you read libertarian philosophy, which apparently I've had to do a lot this last year because I taught ethics <laughs> on this, but like libertarians will, will argue over and again that your body and the labor that you produce are are one in the same. Mm-hmm. And so your right to your property, this mm-hmm. comes out John Locke, your right to your property ends up being your right to your own physicality. Right. And I think eights would would believe that more than anyone. Right. In the way Yeah, that you're I think eights, nines and ones are going to attach that to that idea because because our our money is a representation of the work that we do. Yeah. Which is sort of how we see our our value. I think that's true for all for eights, nines and ones in particular, but but definitely I, th- I think it's biggest for AIDS. Exactly right. Especially in a world where we also talk about taxes. So. My, th- what's interesting about AIDS on this front is some AIDS will be very justice-oriented, mm-hmm. which is an us attitude. Right. But taxes insist that you give your finances to the collective, which is a controlling posture of the government, saying right. you will do this. Right. And so AIDS can often, you'll, you'll see AIDS on both sides arguing you know, pro taxes, anti taxes, very vi- vibrantly. Yeah, because they have bo- they have a foot in both worlds, right? And when eights get in a fight in the public sphere, it's always fun. <laughs> TJ loves watching this. <laughs> yeah, so long as I'm away from it, as, as long as it's on if the I'm TV pr- and I can, if it's, it's tune yeah, in. if I can change the channel, I think it's hilarious. The stress move for eights, I think, is fantastic on this front. Like threes and ones. The move to five for eights. So eights are going to move to five in stress. It's about withdrawing. So threes, fives, and ones all withdraw in stress. Mm -hmm. This is a move for eights in which they get their head around problems. They have intuitively been wrestling with the world. When stress hits, they're going into their head to meditate on how can I get control. Yep. And and that's not just a withdrawal into their own head, but it's also a withdrawal from their social spheres, from from the places where, like, they, this is 
eights in stress are the type of people that will stop paying taxes. Okay. Like I said, they, they, they don't want anyone to tell them how to spend their own money. And, and the retreat, the withdrawal, it, it can be about figuring out how to address this issue, but it can also be about a removal of the support that they have been offering to other places. Yeah, absolutely. It's the move from eight into five is I'm stepping away from the fight. Yeah. Life is a battle for the eight often in terms of their self-perception. I'm going to move into five. I'm going to get my head around strategy. Finance, it's, it's really difficult to win at finances if you're just doing it intuitively sometimes. And sometimes you get hit in the face and you're like, man, this actually hurts. And the move for eights into five space seems to me like that. It's a... I need to rethink this so that when I go back onto the battlefield, I don't get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Or that person punched me in the mouth, and I'm going to make sure that they don't get any of my money. <laughs> That's right. This will be the low side. Of, right. How do I destroy that person? Yeah. Um, at the low side of five, there is nihilism and detachment for eights. There is a sense of nothing matters. Mm-hmm. And as you said before, that's there's separate. There can be severe separation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That 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 the stress move from eight to five is is a really strange move anyway. Um, but the the when we're specifically talking about something like like money creating a scenario where where there is a stress move that that the coloring of that is is going to be so it, it's really complex. And, and there's there's going to be all of these different elements of, of removal of support, of detachment, of, um, of I, I need to figure this out without being involved in it for a little while. Yeah, if you're winning at money and then you start losing, you might just seed that battlefield and internally say, well, what can I control? Right. And just lock down in that space. Right. There is a gentleman who frequents TJ and I's uh, space of employment who has an assortment of tattoos on his face and does not seem to be financially winning, but that's a very diplomatic way to describe (laughs) all of those things. (laughs) Although one of the tattoos is of a dollar sign. Yeah. The, the, he's not controlling that space of, of elevating financially, but he's going to elevate some other places. Yeah. In terms of what he's going to control. Yeah. I'm saying that is an, extreme illustration that's easily cuttable yes but (laughs) very extreme (laughs) but the i uh, uh, kind human being that i am (laughs) any agree i'm expert (laughs) i've had a few conversation with said person and the eightness is just all over their language towards the world that ends up being i think where i see him in terms of just the posture of anger in his physicality moving through the world, but he's in his head yeah, nearly all the time, just in a really uncomfortable spot yeah. in, in life. But he's and in and his with, head. without the, um, the impulse control that comes from a healthy move, like it, it's the eight in excess moving, like, like he is so unable to control his drive for like his, his lust for life. Yeah. That that in that that move into the five space where he lives is is like that that impulse control still doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. 
we work with a healthy eight who I asked the question about the five move to him. And he said, I'm in five for maybe five minutes, get my head around stuff. And then I'm back in the game. Yeah. My oldest child withdrew from high school in November of last year and spent four months in their bedroom. And both of these are experiences of really of withdrawing to get your head around so that you can move back forward. And mm-hmm. only when my child got their head back around things could they actually re-engage the world in a place where they felt strong. Right. Because again, and I think Sean said this in one of our podcasts, he thinks that, again, the weakest of the numbers, or I think a better word would probably be the most fragile, are eights, even though they don't come across that way. Sure. Eights experience themselves as fragile. TJ and I went to a conference recently where a very famous person was talking about their eightness, and that was one of the things that she emphasized, Yeah, which I really appreciated. Yeah. But on the high side of five, five's holy idea is omniscience, holy omniscience. That is, there is a grand overarching perspective on all the things. Um, omniscience means all-knowing. This is accessible to eights. That is, that they can begin to awaken to the huge, uh, all of the facts and details at the high side of five. And the virtue for five is detachment. And these often go together. Knowing all the facts means that you can take a step back and away from things that are destructive, things that aren't working, places, you know, where you're going to get hurt. These are all accessible at five. Mm -hmm. And I I think they also give an opportunity for, for eights to, eights are so sure of their view of the world and and that that sort of that omniscience the the wisdom the 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 seeing the bigger picture that's available at 5 helps them detach from their own perspective helps mm-hmm. them start to see it in a more neutral see things in a more neutral way and yep. and maybe there are other ways to solve this problem besides the only one that i've considered before yeah exactly right eights at their worst can become very, very self-focused. Right. Um, Especially when they hit the world and the world hits them, it it can become about myself just surviving in the world. Mm -hmm. And and even like it's so certain of their perspective that, that they, they won't consider other viewpoints. Yep. That, that we're, we're not going to discuss this. We're going to do my thing because my thing's the right one. Yeah. The my way thinking comes yeah. in at that point, yeah. for and, sure. And the the perspective available to them at five helps them detach from their own vision, and and also uh, have developed some healthy detachments from their appetites. Like like yeah. what what is what am I using? What what am what am I trying to have control over? When when they back up, when they when they take some time to actually look at the bigger picture, they they can detach themselves from this 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 worldview that they have. Yeah, the open handedness mm-hmm. that can come in at five, both in terms of surrendering the my way thinking and surrendering the lust and surrendering vengeance. Yeah, you have been hurt. You move into stress. If you can surrender vengeance, it you know, what the Buddha uh, says something to the extent of, 
you know, vengeance, retaliation, it's always like drinking rat poison and hoping that the rat dies. Right. Like vengeance is always something that actually hurts you. Right. And eights often have a very difficult time getting their minds and hearts around that such that it influences their action. But at five, they can get there. Right. At the high side of five. Exactly. Bang. Let's talk about the nines. Great. Nines and money. So just like eights and like ones, nines relationship with money is going to be about control. Right. Money represents a means to calm situations. Yep. It pacifies. If your bank account is full, that means you can retreat anywhere. Right. It's it awesome. means you're probably not fighting with your spouse about money. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I guess it depends it's on like, who your spouse is. That's right. Low bank account. What is a low bank account? There is no low bank like account. Look like for the nine. Oh, yeah? These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you will notice the positive spin that we'll talk about <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Low bank account, I imagine when the bills hit the mailbox and you hear them falling onto the floor as they pour through your door is exhausting. <laughs> like, like it's, it's the, the energy that knowing that I have bills that I can't pay the amount of energy that just that fact takes from me is I, I wish that I could explain how something uh, almost totally benign, like it, it requires no work <laughs> to mm-hmm. just know that there are bills that I can't pay and the amount of energy that that takes from me is asinine. It's crazy. It is a crazy sensation to, to feel that energy go away. It's a great way to think about nines and the lack of control. Mm-hmm. Yep. World is falling apart. Yeah. Can can I dig a hole big enough to to dive into the center of the earth and hide? To just to just run away, to just sleep through these problems. <laughs> so I want I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah. I was literally afraid of banks for years. <laughs> For years, like I, I would walk into a bank and my heart would start racing. And like I had a couple of like really minor panic attacks in banks in my life. <laughs> like that's, that's just from being inside a bank. And it wasn't until I was well into my 20s and like had money in the bank and wasn't afraid of creditors calling me anymore. It wasn't until that moment that I, I, I like I went into a bank one day and I was like, Wait a second, I, I this isn't how I feel in banks. <gasps> oh, now I know why. Yeah, space you lack control. Yeah, and I feel it in my body. You also lack control on the ocean and in outer space. Correct. <laughs> yes. If you would like to hear our podcast <laughs> on the Joker with Joel Stabile, you can hear a deeper dive into to uh, TJ's fears of banks and <laughs> <laughs> our fear podcast. <laughs> you talked about our space in the ocean. That's true. And Octopi, which aren't mentioned anymore on our podcast. (laughs) Except you keep bringing it up. It's because people keep sending me pictures. fair, yeah. (laughs) Which is one of the many reasons I don't pay attention to our social media. That's fantastic in terms of eights and ones as well, that there's going to be an uncomfortableness that comes with entering spaces where you don't have 
control. Right. Right. It's just worth naming that. And yeah. money is just one of those like primaries of you don't have control. Right. Moving to stress, nines are going to go to six. At six, they become reactive. Mm -hmm. So just like sevens, which we talked about, and fours as well, there's going to be a reactive nature to nines at six. And this can be actually quite helpful. Right. Because nines are naturally withdrawn. Right. But in stress, they start reacting to the world. Right. And coming up with plans and, and figuring out, like like assessing the situation and the danger and and figuring out what to do in the face of that danger. Yep. Yeah. All of a sudden for nines, the future awakens in stress. Mm -hmm. Nines don't have access to to the future in their center. Right. But, well, but in even, stress and security they do. Even the present in a way that's not that's less visceral and more sort of intentionally accessible mm -hmm. like the 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 sensations of present stress is is physical but at six we gain an ability to think about what's happening right now that we don't naturally have at nine yeah i mean you can foresee future problems in stress correct but yeah that's that's what we're aiming at right yeah i meant to mention that with eights Eights, likewise, just to backtrack, eights in stress can pull in the past into their perspective, which they don't naturally have access to. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden in stress, they can get their minds around what has happened in the past that can inform them moving forward. Right. But for nines, they take in the world through the present in their body and they use past tools with their stance. Right. But at six, six has taken the world through the future. What are the things that might happen? Right. And in stress, nines can grab hold of that. Right. That can be incredibly helpful. And I imagine there is a injection of fear that actually can also be helpful. Fear isn't always a negative. It can right. get you moving. Right. Right. It, it can. Yeah. It, it gets it, it gets you going. And like it. It can start a, a mental spiral. It can create the anxiety spiral in, in the unhealthy space. But it can also say, oh, oh, shoot, the bridge is out up ahead and we got to figure out how to not go off the edge. Yep. We got we to gotta do something now. And like fear is a motivator at that point. There it is. Any other negatives that sixes experience that you relate to in stress? I think it's it, it combining... The nines, our, our natural tendency to just sort of ignore the problem with the sixes inability to think appropriately about the problem. I, I think that we like it, it can be a place where nines find themselves utterly defeated. Yeah. Um, be, because like we're on, we're simultaneously trying to ignore something that we can't uh, we can't we aren't productively thinking about like that that's some of my my worst um money situation stress moments have have been that it's it's i don't know how to solve this problem that i'm not seeing clearly and just like just spinning in that place yep it's i don't know how to solve this 
problem is causing me anxiety and the anxiety is causing me to not know how to solve the problem. Right. And, and instead of, of using the tools that are available at six to, to sort of propel me into action, it just becomes this, this thought spiral. You'll notice that's a great launching point for the high side of six, which is going to awaken to the group and the support desired from other people. Yeah. Having, had a very close relationship with my mom, very close relationship with you. My experience at nines is that commonly they don't share vibrantly things that are quite personal and on their hearts mm-hmm. and what's going on. And But sixes will. Yeah. Sixes are going to tell you all the things <laughs> that might happen in, in, in language that is immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also something I think that's accessible to nines is that the problems can be communal. So in stress, nines can move out of the individualness that comes with the autonomy they seek. Right. And now you're in a space that's much more about the collective right. and perhaps collective problem solving. Yeah. There's a natural tendency of nines to not want to place our burdens onto other people. And so my financial struggles are not something that I want to share because I don't want to cause stress in our relationship and I don't want to put my my stress onto you. I don't want to give you that extra thing because I don't want to create conflict. I don't want to disrupt your peace either. Yep. And in the six space, when there's health there, when, when we're grabbing onto the tools that are available at six in, in good, healthy ways one of the things that's there is the need for support from other people yeah. and 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 not we we see ourselves within a community that is intentionally crafted to provide support for each other and and in a healthy way when nines move to stress in in financial situations we actually can go to six and grab onto asking for help. Yep. In good news for nines, you've already earned it and that will be something you can engage at six. Right. You have made the thing, the way that nines connect with the world is creating atmospheres where everybody feels calm, understood, connected to. You've put in the work. Nines won't ask, as you were saying, for the help they need. Right. But in stress, you have built up a huge emotional bank account right. with others and in situations of problems that can get pulled from. And here's the thing, nines, everybody else really actually would love to help you if they knew because you have been such fantastic people in their lives and unassuming. Right. And that's, that's as someone who was like lower middle class to poor for my whole life until I, I started to develop some of my own. Like, I, I, I'm not wealthy by any means, but I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself in poverty anymore. And I have been in that place. Like, I, I spent a year on the I don't have food for, I don't have money for food diet. And, and w- that is one of the lessons that I have learned over and over and over again is that there are people in my life who want to help me in those spaces. And all I have to do is express the need. And to double down on the language at six, there should be a recognition that you've earned these things. Right. Perhaps even awareness 
of that your presence has mattered in people's lives. Right. And yeah, you're not you're you're not asking for a handout. You've already done yeah. the stuff to to. I I don't like the like I I naturally resist the word earn there because then then that seems like I'm I'm demanding that you give me something you Ooh. owe me. But we should talk about that. Yeah, the the thing right. that you get at nine or at six is is that fidelity is is yeah that you're part of a community and a community supports each other. Yep, and you are you are a vital part of that community, and because you are a vital part of that community, the community wants to support you. This needs to be a footnote for all the types that often we will resist the tools of our stress number because we hate our stress number. Mm. <laughs> there is nothing good in our stress number because we've always experienced it as a place of stress. Right. <laughs> right. Of this is why some books out there will have our stress number associated with the word disintegration. Mm -hmm. You are falling apart at this point in time. Right. And so I'm gonna re resist the tools. And that's a terrible step, y'all. Terrible step, y'all. The tools at your stress number are some of the most important tools that are available to you. And yep. you need to get really comfortable with the high side. Yep. And this is a great illustration of it. Yep. Absolutely. Nines, you resist thinking that you've earned something because that's not your way of being in the world. Right. Right. But here's the thing. You've earned it. You suck because I earned it. Yeah. <laughs> Go to that person. Tell them they need to pay up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> holy ideas at six are holy strength encourage. There's something here in terms of holy strength that that there is an overwhelming power from the place that you go, God, the universe, your source. Omnipotence is at the heart of God and pushing into that in order to get stability, pushing into that as the source of fidelity was mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. I am trusting can be a real healthy move for nines in stress. Yeah. And this gives them courage. Yep. And and courage is the it's it's the the backbone of action. And and the yep. thing that nines need in this space is is the ability to act. Yep. And, That's a great and way like thinking of that strength, like I I have no problems walking into banks now. <laughs> and part of that is is the strength available to me at six. Is, is is that like picking that up is like this is not a place to be afraid anymore. Yeah. I love that idea. Courage is a virtue that is propelling. Courage is fuel. Courage mm -hmm. is putting into practice the demands of wisdom, according yep. to C.S. Lewis. There is an energy accessible at six for the heart of a nine. Yep. Bang. Wrap up this podcast with some ones. Ones like eights and nines, money's about control. Here, for, for me, it's about control of myself. I've played my hand well in the world. Mm -hmm. If financial difficulties are self-caused, there will be a strong feelings of irresponsibility, of self-condemnation. I, I embrace the wrong beliefs. You know, who knew I shouldn't invest in that herd of cattle? <laughs> Turns out I'm a bad person. <laughs> I'm, that's actually how it works. Right. I'm a bad person because I didn't invest correctly. Right. Ones will commonly be hardworking. So it's not really the effort that's criticized. It's going to be the choices. It's going to be the inability to get our minds around the best systems. 
in how we come to the world. Or like we are idealistic, so we take the wrong job that gives us a really low paycheck and then we're in financial difficulty. And then it's not the fault of our employer that they're paying us too low. It's my fault. Right. Why did I spend three years working for that person? And I think that this is another place where we we see a, a really particular window into the idea of I, of identifying ourselves with our work mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Be, because the actual money is not necessarily the thing that's important but the value represented means is a reflection of whether or not I'm a good person yeah and, and yeah, so scoreboard. It, yeah if I if I take if I take this job that that is good for my soul and and I do good work there, but the people that are in charge of paying me don't reflect how how I should feel in in my paycheck, then obviously that means that this whole thing is a is a waste. Yep. Primary to ones is earning control. Right. And so there is a belief going in, if I just work hard enough, then clearly I'll have oversight right. over the things that are most meaningful. And ones commonly aren't going to have outrageous appetites, you know, for homes and luxuries and the rest. Right, right. But if you're not making ends meet, as it were, that, that may materialize as self-condemnation, as we've said in the past. It also can spill over as resentment. Mm-hmm. Everybody else at my work isn't working hard enough. Otherwise, our company would be profiting and I'd be making more money. Right. Or the not not even just everyone else, but all but also the the fools in charge of of making the decisions. Yeah, they don't they don't see how things are supposed to be. Yep, that can spin out in terms of the people who are overseeing local government. You know, here's what the income tax is, and why do I have to give twenty eight percent? Right. There's going to be just this this anger that materializes because at the heart of it, the one hasn't made enough to be in a financially secure position. I suppose on the flip side, if ones do make enough, that opens up that security. And what it means is in some measure, hey man, you're a good person. You have navigated this financial system really well. Which, that also is a lie. But go right, ahead. right. Yeah, it <laughs> is it's also a lie. <laughs> yeah. It, it could just mean you were lucky. It can mean that. Yeah. Your moral worth doesn't come from how well you can make cash right but but the (laughs) but the perspective of the one is is tying my goodness to how well i am compensated i think that's a real temptation which we will get to next time right (laughs) when ones lack finances both angers materialize the anger towards self and the resentment towards others the move in distress for ones like eights and threes is going to be into places of withdrawal. Interestingly, for ones, when they move to four, it becomes very self-focused. Yeah. And that can be going low, and that can be going high. What do you see with the move towards four for ones? I, I think there's a... The, the withdrawal represented there, um, I think, is really interesting because it, it's... They, there, there's so... There can be so much uh, of a... Of a 
inward turn, which which ones are naturally sort of self-critical anyway, but the the move to the fore in stress becomes so much more self-critical. Like it, it expands and compounds the self-criticalness. And I also think that it 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 starts to develop a um, a comparison game that that's mm-hmm. that's more present at four than it is when when ones aren't in stress and um, it, it's not just I'm a bad person but I'm a bad person and now I'm excluded from all from these groups uh, I I'm a bad person because they won't let me into their club yeah um, I'm I'm a bad person because I'm a terrible investor and look at the way that these other investors are are so good at what they're doing and and I'm just not like that which means I'm I'm not worth it I'm not I have no value now. My my financial instability is different than everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And I'm suffering in this unique way over here right. that is uncommon. Right. Yeah, there's there's a there we we enter into a lot of comparison but like standing outside looking in. Yep. Comparison. The, the envy, we'll talk about this more, I'm sure, at some point in terms of struggling with the sin of your stress number. But this, financially speaking, for ones, envy is all over stress. Right. There is also uh, the emotional outbursts that fours can experience. Mm-hmm. Ones who might be regularly self-controlled on such matters might really vent. Right, right. The stress, yeah, it it opens the the... It, it it opens the gateway to to these emotions coming out and 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 I I think the opportunity is there for them to come out in healthy ways because I think a lot of ones are are self controlling in to a fault so so that move to four that that stress place can give vent to the emotions that that should be expressed and there's also a, a real danger of of the stress coming out as emotion as opposed to the actual expression of real emotion in that space. I've said this a handful of times, but ones have the easiest time understanding when they're in security and when they're in stress, because when they're in security, everything's about the future. And when they're in stress, all of a sudden the past opens up and Mm -hmm. it becomes dominant. Yeah. And so ones, if you are thinking about how things went, you're in stress and you need to name that and you need to search for the high side. Right. Got thoughts on ones and uh, what the best elements of four that they can pull from are? I think when ones find themselves in financially stressful situations, part of that move, part, part of what's available to them at four is an understanding of the self that does not that does not equate value to financial worth. Yeah. And and we'll talk about this more when I when we get to fours, but I think fours is the number that is most likely to to have a clear separation between what my bank account is and what my personal value is. Mm, and I think that is one thing that that's really, really helpful at at four for ones because what your boss pays you is not tied to your actual worth and and when you withdraw into a space where you are a little bit more clearly introspective and have a have a 
are you're looking at yourself in ways that that offers yourself grace and and sees beauty in your flaws and and um, sees sort of like bigger picture purpose to to your your existence, then I think that that it's easier to say, oh right, my my bank account is not a reflection of of how good I am. It's yep. just not. Ones who are idealists and connecting with the world are still going to go to four, which are also idealists, but mm-hmm. the ideals kind of change right. from making the world better to actually being a little bit more romantic. And on the high side, that can be valuable because it's more of an existential question for the one. It's who are you? Mm-hmm. What are you made to do? What's the beautiful thing that you're going to bring into the world? That is a that is discovered in withdrawn spaces right. commonly. Right. Because otherwise the one is reactive towards the world and how they can improve things. Right. But in stress, you're you're getting introspective and asking yourself hard questions about who are you? Right. And and money be damned, you have the work that you do is valuable. Yep. You were you were creating something good and important. Holy idea for fours is holy originality. There is something about the kaleidoscopic beauty of the world out there that's original, fresh, authentic, that God has made something specific, mm-hmm. and everything has its place. Yep. Ones need to find their place in the grand canopy that has been constructed. Right. Virtue for ones is equanimity. That is, your sins aren't any more impressive than other people's sins, financial or otherwise. The virtue for fours. Yeah, sorry. Virtue for fours is equanimity. There is something about balance that needs to come into the heart of a one mm-hmm. at four, Yep. where I see myself as one piece in the grand tapestry. Really healthy fours can get there. They have a unique place in the tapestry that makes it that makes the tapestry. Right. They don't have more value than anyone else. They don't have less value than anyone else. Right. They have the right value and ones can find themselves there. Right. In stress. Right. That is a motivating, energizing foundation for pushing back to center. Yeah. And ones moving from stress back to balance looks like finding that thing in withdrawn space that re animates and re-energizes it's the identical move to eights yeah eights are going to be in five space and they know that they move from five space back to center when they start acting in the world right same for ones yeah and if you were to look at the enneagram symbol you would see that right moving from these withdrawn numbers into back into the body triad last thoughts on ones nothing else to add twos you're gonna have to wait till next time we're gonna split this sucker in half the, uh, so much to say, actually, about the heart triad. It, the, oh, yeah. It's super interesting. Yeah. This was my favorite part of the study, was how the heart triad, two, threes, and fours, engage money. Yeah. Um, because their security is all about money. Control yeah. is all about money. Relationships yeah. are not about money. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot to be said here. I've, I've, I started going through uh, the relationships I have with heart types and specifically when like I go out to a meal and they buy the dinner, mm-hmm. there's so much there. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, next time we will get into this. Um, again, it's the case where you're having weekly 
TJ and I meet weekly with people to talk Enneagram in Colorado. If you ever want to stop by, we actually had two listeners come last week. Oh, fun. You, TJ wasn't able to make it, but we had <laughs> two folks. I was super excited. So if you are in Colorado and want to join us, we meet weekly in Greeley, Colorado. We also meet, if you're anywhere else in the world, we meet every other week online. You can find directions uh, at aroundthecircle.org. We would love, love, love to have you. Super easy to sign up. We presently have people from three different continents that end up, uh, four different continents. There's an Australian oh, yeah. uh, that, that meet up with us every other Sunday, and you don't have to talk. You can just be, but it's a time to interact with the material if you want to ask questions and engage your type with us and others. And actually, some of the stuff that I learn most is obviously from the people who show up and describe their experience of what we're talking about. And that's what I got. Actually, it's not all that I got. I was going to say, don't we need to talk about stars or something? We need stars. <laughs> we haven't gotten a comment since June. Wow. Friends, if you have listened to our podcast for a while and have never given us a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to us if you just said, hey, TJ and Jeff, they're great. You should listen. Something like that. Even if you did that word for word, it would be valuable <laughs> to Jeff. It's incredible. Can you can you put pictures and reviews? You could post a picture of an octopus. <laughs> No, but you can on Instagram. Oh, there you go. Which is where most of the people drop their 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 octopus gifts, <laughs> <laughs> which I always forward on to TJ, who loves them. False. I suppose if it's the case you really love our stuff, you should find us on Patreon, in which where you can you can access all of our content. All the I mean, there's probably a hundred hours worth of material that we haven't that we only have paste, posted on Patreon. And yeah, I suppose that's why I got. It was a laundry list of stuff. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. He's DJ Wilson. He's officially awesome, and he's scared of octopi. But I'm Jeff Cook, and who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are. You're going to set the world on fire.